Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 everybody. All right, let me, I'm just getting right into it today. I'm all fired up. I am, uh, well, I, I'm fussy, right? So we've had, we had this terrible tragedy, terrible tragedy with, uh, with this DeMar Hammond. And, you know, I played football. I've done about every type of contact sport there is, uh, you know, whether it's actively or just testing it out. I mean, I've boxed, I've done martial arts, I've done, you name it, everything. Uh, it explains a lot, right? I mean, if you look at my face, you can see it looks like it's been beat with a baseball bat. And, uh, well, if you listen to me talk, you got to wonder about those concussions, right? Uh, okay. Uh, that was a joke for the leftists. I think uh, they can take that clip and run with it. Uh, I just don't care. So this DeMar Hammond thing, I mean, this is this was really sad. If you watch the play, and I watched the play a bunch of times, uh, the hit was nothing. I mean, the hit was just a non-issue. It was a, just, it. Man, these guys are pro football players. That hit was not noticeable. Uh, didn't hit him square in the middle of the chest. It hit him off to the side. It was kind of a glancing blow. Uh, just, you know, it wasn't a big deal. And he popped right back up and then went right back down. Uh, this poor guy... I just don't know what to say. My prayers for the family, my prayers for him, uh, for for the teams, for the players, just everybody. It's a really sad thing. Well, when I saw this, you got to understand something. So I fight this stuff for a living. I fought this around the clock, day and night, for uh, three years now almost. I mean, it's it's just been nonstop. And from the beginning, I've been fighting this corruption and, and the corruption's deep, right? It's not like there might be corruption. This is real, real deep and serious corruption. They lied about everything that there is to lie about related to COVID. Nothing you've seen is true unless you've been following me or a few others. So, you know, I see these lies and I've been fighting you know, first I'm fighting because they're lying about what it is. Then I'm fighting because they're not treating people and because they're pushing this jab. Then I'm fighting because they're killing people with this jab. I mean, everything, everything, everything has been a fight. And we've been right every time, right? I mean, we have had the evidence, the paperwork, the backing. We knew what we were talking about. We didn't say it unless we knew. We knew this. We knew how dangerous this was. I started talking about how dangerous it was shortly after they released it. Uh, there was It was really easy to see what was going to happen and where it was going. But I was told I was a conspiracy theorist. Now, I want to remind you that when this came out, I want to remind you, if you didn't get the jab, you were going to kill grandma. You needed to get the jab to keep other people safe. Remember that? Remember all that? Remember how every time someone died, they would run a news story about how if only the people around them were jabbed? You remember how they started pushing this? Well, these kids need to get it so they don't infect grandma. Remember all this? Remember them politicizing every aspect of this? Let me uh, let me read you a little uh, 
a little quote. This is a, this is a tweet. Okay. And I'm reading this. Okay. So let's get these vaccine mandates and vaccine passports up and running ASAP. We seeing children die daily from unvaccinated selfishness, pregnant women at risk to protect life, mandate the vaccine, jail anyone who refuses to protect life. That my friends, that was from Uke Nwarniri. I don't know if I'm saying his name right or not, but he was a professional football player. He played in the NFL, recently retired. He's 38 years old, and he died suddenly two days ago, three days ago. I don't know, recently. He died recently and suddenly. Well, he also, by the way, died of a heart issue, I believe. I'm not saying that it was from the jab, but well, it was from the jab. Uh, anyways, so this guy, you know, I mean, we don't want to politicize anything, but jail anyone who refuses to protect life? Seems like he was politicizing the vaccine. Let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to, I don't know, what was it, December 2nd, 2023? We have this tragedy with Damar Hammond. And it is. It's it's it was heartbreaking to see. Now this guy, uh, twenty-four years old, professional athlete, fit as can be, takes a little hit. Next thing you know, he's having a heart attack. Uh, reports are saying he had a second heart attack at the hospital. Uh, which I mean, clearly, you know, the second heart attack, he, someone must have hit him again in the chest at the hospital. He had two of those uh of the uh, Camotillo cordis uh, diagnoses all at once. I mean, it was, it was just clearly people just kept hitting this poor guy in the chest and giving him heart attacks, or maybe it was the jab. Well, when this happens, you got to understand there's a few things that you got to realize. First of all, uh, I have fought around the clock for three years to protect life. Not to enrich myself, not to get anything else, but to, to protect life. I think that's a good cause. I'm angry when I see this because I know what did, what happened. When I saw this guy get hit, a minor hit, and then collapse in exactly the same way that every other died suddenly video shows, didn't try and catch himself, didn't do anything, he just went down. I knew exactly what was going on, right? I mean, it was probably myopericarditis going on. Strenuous exercise, hit, all these things aggravated, caused a heart attack. There's, it, it, I don't think there was any question, right? There's nothing I can do to help him other than to pray, and I am. I prayed for him the very first thing I did when I saw this. I literally prayed for him. It was on my TV. He was laying there before I knew about the CPR, before I knew about anything. I prayed for him. I asked, I told my boys, because my boys and wife were watching. We we don't normally watch football. They we they kind of lost us in professional football when they started doing that whole anthem kneeling. But since they've cut back on that, uh Every now and then I'll, I'll have a game on. And it was more coincidence than anything that we were watching. But, you know, my, I told my wife and my boys to say prayers for him. And uh, that's what we did. Nothing else I can do. If I could help this guy, if I could give him my blood, if I could give him anything to save his life, I'd do whatever I could. I can't. 
Here's the thing, though. It's about clear as day what happened here. The Buffalo Bills have bragged about being 100% vaccinated. Their, their organization talked about how there's a strategic disadvantage if, you know, if your team's not 100% vaxxed. Uh, all these different things. I mean, these guys were pushing it hard. There's reports that this guy's been seen wearing masks and things like that in social media still, things like that. That's fine. I wish him the best, and if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. But the point is, please don't try and tell me he wasn't jabbed. I don't need to wait. There's plenty of evidence. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'll apologize. But I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. So here's the thing. I can't do anything for him. But if I talk about it, I might be able to save the lives of the people who I have not uh, talk to the people who have not seen this, the people who are not awake, the people who've been lied to by scumbag piece of trash garbage, Anthony Fauci, and the scumbag piece of trash, gar trash garbage people that the different vaccine manufacturers, all these people who are just lying for money and for power and for control. Hashtag Biden criminal family and Biden crime family. I don't know. Pick your hashtag. Um, Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this will wake up a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise have thought about There's a lot of apolitical people in this country, people who just aren't interested in politics, they're not interested in what's happened, they just want to live their lives, whatever, that's fine. And I got no problem with that, right? I mean, you, you do you, I'll do me. I'm going to fight for your freedom, whether you're participating or not, because that's what I believe in. Well... Those people may be watching football, but not reading, you know, TomRens.com, not, not, you know, going there and supporting us. So this happens, you know, I feel like we need to speak up. So we, we spoke up. We spoke up right away. Here's what really blew my mind. This shouldn't blow my mind because, I mean, God knows this is what they do. Some of these leftists, some of these lunatics actually had the gonads to suggest that there was something wrong about me talking about this. Okay, the same leftists who burned cities for months after George Floyd died, the same leftists who lived by the never let a good crisis go to waste motto, the same leftists who politicized every COVID death they could to scare the hell out of people, the same leftists who take advantage, uh, who have taken advantage of the fraudulent January 6th garbage to promote the idea that, that there was some sort of an insurrection. The same leftists who politicize every dang thing in this country have the gonads to tell me that we shouldn't talk about this, that I'm politicizing. Well, if that's what it is, then that's what I'm doing. And I don't give two craps what those scumbag, hypocrite, piece of garbage say. Not one bit. Not one bit. I'm watching a 24-year-old collapse on a field with a heart attack, possibly die. You don't think we got something we ought to talk about there? You don't think that maybe this is worth noting? You don't think that maybe it's time for a national discussion on this? I mean, it's not the first time it's happening, by the way. 
uh, you know, here's a little news flash for you. Uh, 769 recently vaxxed athletes collapsed last year. 769, that's recently vaxxed. There's a link to the article on uh, Liberty Daily. You can uh, you can look at it there if you're interested. I posted it on my Twitter feed as well. This is not something that's a minor or an uncommon issue. This is not a, an aberration. This is not anything other than reality. You can expect more of these. These NFL owners sold their souls, and more importantly, they sold these players' souls down the toilet for money. Now, we've gotten reports, they're unconfirmed, that the NFL, the players, and even the agents, oh, there's a new one, actually got some reports this afternoon, they're not confirmed, but some of the players' agents got extra money for pushing these guys into getting the jab and talking about it publicly. Huh. Well, is the, are the NFL owners, are the teams, is the NFL itself, and are these agents, are they going to use that money to fund these players' uh, medical bills or to take care of their wives and kids when they're dead? These guys sold their soul. They sold these guys. Listen, these athletes, they trust these owners. They trust the NFL to keep them healthy. And typically, the NFL's goal is to do that because the NFL has a vested interest in keeping them healthy. How much money did they get? I don't know. I can't. I don't have the. I don't have confirmation on this. But I think that's worth asking. We know that uh, Biden gave a billion dollars to the different media organizations to control the narrative and to uh, to influence this. How much was given to some of the other influencers? There's all sorts of information report on Hollywood influencers and you know supposedly NBA, probably MLB, uh, and probably NFL. What happened there? Was there money exchange? And NFL players, how do you feel about this? You okay with being used? You okay with them? They, they already trade you and treat you like cattle. You okay with them uh, using you uh, as a, a test dummy to try and push this poison without them telling you the truth? We knew the truth. Why do you think that your doctors, who are some of the top doctors in the universe, I mean, you, you're a doctor for the NFL. You got to know your stuff. What, you don't think they knew? Maybe they didn't because they're too lazy to research it, but it was out there. I assure you it was out there. I can tell you because before the jabs were available, I had the slide from the FDA that was talking about the side effects that they expected from the jabs. We were talking about this from the beginning. Why were they withholding it from you? How do you players feel about that? How many of you got to die? How many of you guys are running around? How many watts do we need retiring? Because, you know, we're going to tote the company line, shut our mouths, retire, and, uh, you know, whatever. How many of you guys got to deal with this before someone speaks up? Maybe you guys need to pull together and speak up a little better. But where's your, where's your player union? Where are they on this, right? Did they get anything? Did they get a payoff? I think you guys need to do some homework and see who's looking out for you. And are they really looking out for you guys, you players, you NFL players, or are they looking out for themselves? 
This was shady as hell. This is a tragedy. And, you know, the only thing that'd be more tragic than this happening is us not learning from it. So, hell yeah, I'm going to talk about it. And if you don't like it, turn the radio off. Don't follow my Twitter. I don't care. Go away. But I assure you, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that this guy didn't suffer what he suffered for nothing. That's garbage. Need you guys to share this message. Go to TomRens.com. Support us. Support our sponsors. If you're buying gold, buy it from bh-pm.com. Send them. Tell them. Ren sent you. If you tell them that, it helps fund me. You help fund me. I can fight this more. I want to hire more lawyers. I want to file more lawsuits. I got to have the funding to do it. No normal person can afford the lawsuits that we need to file. These are these are multi-million dollar things. They're just, they're crazy expensive. These lawyer, lawyers don't work for cheap. And even, you know, I've, I've given away several million dollars of my own money worth of work in the last couple of years. I don't care about that. But I got to feed the lawyers, right? I got to hire lawyers. They won't work for free. You got to support us. Buy your my pillows there. Buy your buy everything there. Make sure you're using uh, checkout code RENS. Let them know. Support us. We'll be right back after this. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Okay, welcome back. I got to tell you, uh, I'm still fussy about this. Um, I'm I'm exceedingly fussy. And I want you to understand something. I'm a dad, okay? Imagine your 24-year-old baby grew up. A lot of these NFL players grew up in, in 
you know, tough neighborhoods, tough place. A lot of them come out of amazing. They're, they're usually there's a lot of amazing stories. A lot of these guys are incredible, right? These guys overcome just incredible obstacles, and uh, they rise to the top, to the very, very top, to be the most amazing athletes on the planet. You know, and I don't know, I don't know this guy's story, right? But I do. What I do know is his mom was there that night. She was there. She's watching this. Imagine your baby, your 24-year-old baby. He's out there. He's done it. He worked his tail off. He made it through. He made it to the big leagues. He's a big-time player and a big-time team and a big-time game doing big-time things. Part of what he had to do to be there, though, was he had to take this experimental gene therapy jab. You know, the one that they lie about and say it's not a gene therapy, even though Pfizer and Moderna both admitted in their SEC filings that it is. Yeah, those. Your baby, if he wanted to, to fulfill his dream, he had no choice. He had to take this. He had to, he had to inject himself with this because the NFL said you're going to do it. Cole Beasley, he played for the Bills. Did you see how that worked? See how they treated him when he said he didn't want it? See the abuse that some of these guys have had to take? So he takes it because he wants to play the game that he loves. He identifies with the game. The game's part of him. You know, he, spent, he spent his entire life fighting to be this good and to do this. And uh, he plays. And it works. And you're sitting there watching your baby in his glory, and the next thing you see is him collapse on that field. You know, I hear the story every stinking day. Every day. I, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I hear the story from. Vaccine injured, people murdered in hospitals, this whole thing. Uh, you know, in light of what I do, in light of what I've been doing, and in light of all I've seen, I got to tell you, it's not just a little offensive when someone tells me that I should just not say anything. For the people who politicize everything to tell me that it's being politicized when I'm talking about this, this is this is downright infuriating. I mean, these these scumbags, this tra these trash people, they always accuse you of what they do, right? They always accuse you of what they do. they politicize everything. Now we've got something that's a truly teachable moment, something that demonstrates a truth. And what they really want is me not to talk about it. They want to try and shame me or embarrassing me to not to talk about it. Well, here's the thing. I don't have pride or shame. I only have freedom in mind. And I only have the preservation of life in mind. And my pride means nothing. So I give two craps what these guys say. These guys, if you're telling me don't talk about this, I'm calling you a murderer. You're contributing to it. This is exactly what it looks like. We need to have a national conversation. And you know, this is what informed consent should look like. I think anybody that wants to get this jab should have to watch that video. Say, hey, by the way, this is what you're looking at.
if you get this jab. So I don't know. You might want to say I'm doubling down. I suppose you could say I'm doubling down. Uh, I don't think I'm doubling down. I'm just sticking to my story. I'm just telling you the same truth that I felt when I did this and when I saw it. And, uh, well, same truth you're going to hear tomorrow and the next day because that's what I do. All right. Very, very frustrating. Uh, did anybody see Ray or John Fetterman's, uh, I don't know, swearing in disaster? I mean, I, I don't know what to say about this guy. I mean, this is, this is, like, I feel bad saying too much bad about this guy. I mean, it's like you're picking on the disabled. We literally hired someone to represent the state of Pennsylvania that has the mental capacity of a four-year-old. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Now, this is something I almost feel bad about politicizing. I don't feel bad about telling you the truth about, about Hammond. That, that's, that is what it is. This, like... I don't know. It's it's like making fun of Greta Thunberg. I mean, you got these people, they're just broken. They get brain damage or something. I don't know what the hell. I mean, I know the guy had a stroke and whatever, but I mean, just every time I look at him, I'm like, I don't even know if I can be mean to him. I want to because his policy and his ideas are so bad, but I don't even know whether he's forming those ideas at this point. You know, someone's just telling him what to do. I don't, he's not. He, it's like picking on Biden. The guy pooped his pants for God's sakes. What am I, you know, what do you want me to do here? What what I do, folks? I don't know. I mean, you know, the Democrats are now at the point that they're running the disabled so that we can't make fun of them. It's a hell of a tactic because, you know, I, I have always liked working with people who have special needs. And uh, you know, I think that I've got a I've got a God makes everybody different. We should appreciate the special needs. But at this point, uh, that's a qualifier for the Dem uh, Democrat Party. If you want to run for Democrat office, you you either need to be just card-carrying evil communist or brain damage. I don't know what to say about this. I'm sure that this is going to cause trouble. My wife's going to scold me. I'm going to get in so much trouble. I mean, yeah, I'm picking on these guys. I'm sure that this is going to tweak somebody. All sorts of people screamed at me. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, listen, we've got I, I'm almost thinking about doing a camera. Uh, I need to post something here. Maybe I'll post a picture in my write-up of this, of uh, Fetterman's face. I mean, looking like Rain Man. I just, I just, I don't know what to say about the guy. The guys, we literally hired a guy with brain damage as a senator, and we didn't hire him. I mean, I get it. The election was stolen and it was crooked, and I, I know that. But I mean, really, really. The guys that stole the election in Pennsylvania are actually laughing at us right now. I mean, so you got to think about this, right? And and I, I know we should probably be more focused on real issues here, but I'm just going to have fun for a second because it makes me happy. So, I mean, let's pretend that, that you know, this isn't so serious. Just think about this. So you got a group of guys, you know, who, whose job it was to, to steal an election. They're like, hey, uh. Hey John, I uh, I bet you you can't get Fetterman elected. Oh, that's a challenge. I'll give you twenty. I'll give you twenty if you can do it. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Fetterman. I mean, 
That is a challenge. You're going to have to do more than 20. I'll bet there was that kind of a conversation. Can you imagine these guys sitting around a table, a few beers, uh, you know, some sort of a dare? It's like, well, you know, we've stolen the election on so many people. Trump was a challenge, but can you get Fetterman elected? And and I can see it. I'll bet you I'll bet you that there were bets on it because it had to be. This had to be a joke, right? This had to be a joke. The, you know, we're gonna elect Fetterman. We're gonna elect the guy who's got brain damage as US senator. I mean, unless the entire state of Pennsylvania has brain damage, that doesn't seem like a real good or feasible idea. But the Democrats ran him anyways. I think this was a joke. I think it was a joke or a bet. Someone somewhere was having fun with this. Uh, some sick, perverse person who didn't care about America. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll put the, the brain damage guy in there just to show that we can do it. So I don't know. I, I'm just trying to picture that. But like I said, I, I think when I uh, do the write-up for this show, I think uh, I think we need to put a picture of him and his Rain Man face and... Uh, you can look at that and just think that that's your senator. I know a lot of good people in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a great state. I love the state. I'm so sorry for you guys. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, but man, you guys, wow, you talk about stealing an election. You've got that. Okay. Well, I can expect my wife to give me a heck of a scolding on that one. Uh, moving on from there. My wife always tells me I need to be better than I am. And she's right. I do need to be better. Um, I'm just not better. I don't really know what to do about it. I'm kind of broken. So, you know, I do these segments and uh, I can pretty much so guarantee I'll get scolded. Uh, did you really talk about him having brain damage? Yes, I did, dear. Really? I can just hear it right now. I just hear it. Yeah. But honey, he does have brain damage. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't say that. But but honey, did you see the picture? I don't care if he looks like Rain Man. No, she won't say that. She's uh, just, oh my god. Now I'm in more trouble because uh, I'm 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 I actually have a wonderful wife, so I, I better stop on my head. Um, did anybody uh, notice this whole house thing today? Uh, you know, I mean, we're supposed to get this, uh, the speaker put in place and, uh, Kevin McCarthy was a shoe in. I, I know because everybody told me in the media, except for he wasn't. And, uh, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you how I take this. Uh, McCarthy does, uh, I mean, listen, anybody that the establishment wants, I'm nervous about because, you know, I really don't like the establishment at all. But there was a lot of local effort and a lot of local work, and we got a few good, good people elected. Those good people, despite what I can only imagine to be a mind-blowing amount of, of political pressure, stood very strong today and said, no, no, we're not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. They absolutely called it out. They said, listen, McCarthy, he uh, he said no to term limits. Uh, he said no to a balanced budget, and he said no to a border plan. We're not going to vote for him. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, good. 
good. If he ends up winning it, well, then he he must have done something well to to figure out how to deal with that, or something really crooked. Uh, but what I do know is those guys, the guys who said no, given the pressure put on them and the threats that were issued, you know, they're threatened. You know, we're going to pull you off all the committees, all that stuff. Those guys had had some backbone. And that's a nice thing because that means that we've got at least a handful in the house that really do have a backbone that will stand for something. They stood for what they thought was right, even when it was politically inexpedient. I mean, the easy thing to do was sell out. Uh, I mean, God knows McConnell would have. God knows Mitt Romney. Well, Mitt Romney wouldn't even needed to sell out. He's already a Democrat, so he's already pushing for whatever. But I mean, uh, you know, they did what was right. They did it, uh, or at least what they believed to be right. And I have a lot of respect for that. I have a lot of respect for that. This is what America wants, people who will stand by what they believe to be right. That's it. That's all we're looking for. Someone who's got some gonads, someone who will actually stand uh, for whatever it is that they need to stand for. And they did this. I hope these people are getting praised. I hope that anybody listening to this will send them an email of support. Uh, this was a good thing. Now, of course, uh, Mitch McConnell says, yeah, you know, we need McCarthy. That's the number one reason I think we don't need McCarthy. Anything Mitch McConnell likes, I don't like. Mitch McConnell's the worst thing on this planet. At least with, you know, the Democrats, I know that I'm getting communist monsters. With McC McConnell, you know, he puts an R by his name, somehow ends up as, uh, you know, leader of the Republican Party in the Senate, and, uh, you know, then does more to undermine Republican ideals in his base than anybody on the planet. He's a shady, manipulative politician. I don't think the worst of those adjectives was politician. Um, you know, there's there's not much more that I can say that's worse than to call someone a politician, and that is exactly what McConnell is. So, you know, piece of garbage Mitch McConnell likes him. I got to be honest, that is the number one strike against him. Now, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, but the idea that we need party unity... Well, I don't think we do. I think we need to fight and to retake it. We need people who stand for ideals. I don't care if you're a D or an R. I want someone who actually stands for something. I've said this before. I have more respect for the the piece of human excrement that is AOC than I do Mitch McConnell. AOC at least stands for her communism and is outspoken about it. She doesn't hide that she's a communist piece of garbage. I mean, she's dumber than a brick. So, I mean, it's not like I think she's got good ideas. I don't, I don't respect, you know, her her mental abilities or her positions or anything like that. But I, I respect the fact that she's actually standing for what she believes in. I mean, as misguided as it may be, Mitch McConnell. Well, I don't know what he stands for other than his wife selling out to the Communist Party, so she he's got more money. He seems to stand for that pretty well. So anyways, we had this, uh, and, you know, these guys that that said no are now pushing for Jim Jordan. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I think of Jim Jordan as a speaker. I hope uh, if he ends up doing it, I hope he does it well. Now, I will tell you that Jim Jordan would not speak to me on co about COVID issues. 
Uh, I don't know what that means. I just know he wouldn't. I know that he was my representative and wouldn't speak to me. Now, you would think, I recognize that I'm not all that important, but I mean, I've had a bit of a platform and I've I've done a bit. I would have thought that he would have at least taken, you know, some some uh, time to you know learn what was going on and hear my side of the story. I mean, I do have quite a few people who, who agree with me on this issue, but, you know, I understand he's got to do what he's got to do. And we are in Ohio and uh, the leader of the Ohio Republican Party, you know, Governor Mike Garbage DeWine, you know, I have sued him, so he probably doesn't like me. So it probably puts Jordan in a bad position there. And so I can get I can get by. I can deal with that, you know, because he has said and done a lot of things. He's pushed for investigations and I can appreciate that. So uh, I don't know. I know that uh, Mitch McConnell's not pushing for him, so he can't be worse than uh than kevin mccarthy so have you bought the genesis hocl yet if you're going to buy it use the code out loud the genesis hocl is an atomizer it cleans the air if your kids are bringing home gunk and coughing you turn on the hocl it gets rid of the gunk it kills the germs and you don't get sick it's it's that it, right it stops it from spreading got to use the code out loud though the checkout code click on the banner ad Use the checkout code out loud. And what that does is that makes sure that the out loud network gets a little bit of money so that they can keep, uh, you know, shows like this on, right? Someone's got to keep me on. Uh, both of you, right? Both you listeners. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but if, if you got it, you want to support us, you got to support this. You got to buy it. You got to support our sponsors, right? Genesis HOCL is a wonderful product. I actually use it. Uh, use out loud code to check out and we will be right back. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, some days there's so many things happening that you just got to figure out what you're going to talk about. You, you just got to wipe some things out. The stack of things to talk about today, uh, my my miniature, not quite Rush Limbaugh-ish stack of stuff is is thick. So, I mean, we're going to hit a few different things here. Uh, the first one is this is a, a very, very serious issue. 
and uh, we have a we have a future crisis here because we have the tyrants from the medical community and the tyrants from the climate change world are apparently going to go after each other. There's a battle here. So, you know, who's going to end up running the world? Is it going to be the climate change or the the medical world? I don't know. You know, maybe it's both. Who knows? Uh, but we there's a wonderful article right here from this this uh, platform on the America Out Loud Network. Is titled "Climate Change is an Unprecedented Threat to Medical Schools Curricula," and uh, it was uh, it's an interesting article when I looked at it. And I'm going to really oversimplify and summarize. But basically, medical schools use so much disposable waste that their carbon footprint is mind blowing. Now. I would say that if they wanted to really help, they should start by recycling all the textbooks and you know getting new ones that make sense and actually teach medicine. Uh, get rid of all the paperwork and the the nonsense coming from the pharmaceutical companies. And uh, you know, ninety percent of the studies that they publish are garbage. So I mean, if they got rid of those, but it, there's this terrible crisis because apparently they're using uh, too many masks and gloves at the medical schools, and it's creating a huge carbon footprint. And it's a terrible thing. I don't know what we're going to do because you know, if we don't have medical schools, who will who will we license to uh, push pharmaceuticals? And you know, but if we have medical schools, how can the world continue? Because we all know climate change is going to destroy the world by 2015, Al Gore told me. All right. Moving on from the unprecedented threat that medical schools face or present to our our universe because of of climate change, which is definitely scary to me. Um, This one kind of tickles me. Arizona State University. Arizona State University. Well, the colleges, you know, these, I I don't even know what to say about these people. The fact that they call themselves academic is really funny to me. But these academics, they are, uh, they're special. They're really special. And I want you to understand that you've all heard about white privilege, right? I mean, white privilege. I'm privileged because I'm a white guy, I guess. I always thought I worked hard and had to earn everything I got. I didn't come from money or silver spoon. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I felt like I worked hard, but apparently I've got some sort of privilege because I'm a white dude. Um, oh, and I'm I'm not gay. Um, and I, I've got a penis and think I'm a boy. Um so I mean we have we have all sorts of th- I got so much privilege I don't even know what to do I mean tomorrow I expect that I'll wake up with a, with at least a hundred billion dollars just for being me I'm sure it's going to happen no need to work I'm privileged uh, but it's not just me guess who else is privileged now guess who well as or- according to Arizona State. Uh, this article that was put out on PJ Media, which I got a boot out of, uh, there is now black male privilege. That's right, folks. If you are black and you are male, you are now somehow privileged. I don't know if you're less privileged than I am for being white male, um, but you're also privileged. Uh, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't understand it. But here's why you're privileged, right? So, so uh, there's a list that's part of this Arizona State Project Humanities Initiative. And uh, some of the black male privileges are as follows. Uh, quote, when I read African-American history textbooks, I will learn mainly about black men. Okay, so just FYI, if you're reading about African-American history, you should not, uh, I guess, learn about black men? Maybe, I don't know, maybe you should learn about orange men? Or aliens? I don't know. Pickles? What, what, what? I don't know what you're supposed to learn about. But if you're a black man, I just want you to understand your privilege now. Um, quote, uh, I can rely on the fact that the near 100-year history of national civil rights organizations, such as the NAACP and the Urban League, Virtually all the executive directors have been male. Did you guys know that the NAACP is pushing black male privilege? NAACP, I think you need to apologize right now for promoting black male privilege. I, I don't really know what black male privilege is, but you're promoting it, according to Arizona State. Um, has Arizona State thrown them off of thrown the NAACP off a of campus yet? Um, do they have to like? go to a safe space to speak? Uh, they designated a 15-square-foot section where they can speak? Because, I mean, I didn't know that the NAACP was actually a black male privilege organization, but it, according to Arizona State, I guess it is. Um, oh, hey, black men. And this one I'm reading to you guys who are married because, you know, like, as a married guy, I'm, I'm talking to you, brother. Okay. Uh, quote, I will be taken more seriously as a political leader than black women. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, in my house, uh, well, to call me the king of the castle is a bit of a stretch. There's a queen, she's in charge, and we all genuflect, and that's the way it is. So just FYI, black men, you are privileged. Uh, you are absolutely, um, you also should know that I quote, I have the ability to define black women's beauty by European standards in term of skin tone, hair, and body size. In comparison, black women rarely define me by European standards of beauty of skin tone, hair, or body size. I'm not even sure what that means. Um, but just so that you know, you black men, you are privileged. Uh, not for me. I mean, I'm not an academic in this. I'm a lawyer. I'm, you know, I do what I do. I, I'm just telling you what Arizona State says. I mean, this is this is the very, very prestigious Project Humanities Initiative. So, from Arizona State, and they're they're informing you that if you're a black man, you're privileged. Uh, you've got this. Uh, much like me as a as a white man, I'm privileged. Uh, you know, I wonder if it, I wonder if it's only black men who have penises that are privileged. I wonder if, I wonder if you can be a black man that doesn't have a penis, but likes to pretend he does or be a girl that pretends they're a boy and, and then have privilege. Does it apply then? What if, what if you're a black man, a person with a penis that pretends he's a girl? Did, 
do you lose your privilege? I'm kind of confused by this. I feel like we need some more investigation. I, I really think that this is a, an important topic. I'm I'm kind of thinking I might spend more. Yeah, I was going to hit this real quick, but I'm kind of, this is a uh, very deep. I, I'm, I'm curious now as I, as I think about some of this um, quote, if I go to HB to an HBCU, I will have incredible opportunities to exploit black women. So black men, I don't know what an HBCU is, but if you go there, you can exploit black women, just FYI. And it'll be, I guess, an incredible opportunity. I I don't really know what that means, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's part of your black privilege. So it's part of your black male privilege that the Arizona state says you have. Uh, I, I'm not sure that I believe that, but, you know, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking about the very prestigious Project Humanities Initiative put on by Arizona State. This is really important. All these are quotes, right? So, so friends, I want you to understand something. I'm not making this up. I could never come up with this much wisdom. Only an academic at a tier one college probably with multiple PhDs, could come up with something this brilliant. So in case you're curious, uh, you should know that part of your black male privilege uh, includes the fact that, quote, I come from a tradition of humor that is based largely on insulting and disrespecting women, especially mothers. Hmm. So... Black men, you should know that the your mama so fat jokes are insulting and degrading to women, especially mothers. And uh, apparently it's part of your privilege that you're making those jokes. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, that's just I, I'm, I'm working through this. Right. This is this is us. This is us growing. Right. They they will say that conservatives are closed minded. I'm learning here. I'm learning about black male privilege from Arizona states. Very prestigious and very, very high end Project Humanities Initiative. And, and we're discussing this. I think it's an important conversation. I hope you're getting something out of this. I don't know. Um, what I do know, though, is that according to that, according to, to the Arizona State's very prestigious Project Humanities Initiative, that, uh, well, I do not have to worry about the daily hassles of having my hair conforming to any standard image of beauty the way black women do. Um, that is a true privilege, uh, men, black men. Um, I will bet that that the that the the study, because we all know that the PhDs that came up with this spent an immense amount of time working to develop this theory, and each one of these just profound nuggets of wisdom and intelligence clearly were theorems that were were hypotheses. They're formulated. People studied them. They surveyed. They researched. This is absolute brilliance at its finest. This is what your tax money and your tuition is paying for, this. So, I mean, I actually, I'm thinking I might want to, I wonder if I can donate to Arizona State. This is clearly brilliant. 
Um, I feel enlightened right now. Are you guys feeling enlightened? Are you feeling a little bit more like you would fit in at a TED Talk? Uh, I, I know I am. I, I certainly am. Um, did you know also that that part of your black male privilege is, uh, quote, I have the privilege of not wanting to be a virgin, but preferring that my wife or significant other be a virgin. And also that I live in a world where polygamy is still an option for men in the United States as well as around the world. I thought polygamy was illegal. Not sure what to say about the virgin thing. Um, this is part of your black male privilege, though. Uh, as well as I have the privilege in believing that feminism is anti-black. I'm telling you, black man, you got it good. You got it good. It used to be that uh, the woke leftists, uh, you know, they thought that, you know, that, that that wasn't the case. But apparently now you guys are entering the same boat we are. We white guys, uh, you're privileged and uh, you're no good. But we, we haven't yet at all determined how this works in terms of its application to boys without penises or girls that that do have penises um those things are those things are confusing i don't know if those people are still privileged or not right so if you if you're a boy without a penis are you still privileged and what if you're a girl that has a penis are you privileged is does the privilege go with 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 the penis that's what i don't understand here um I, yeah really a critical thing okay i'm sorry i'm being a little racy here a little racy here um well some of these are racy uh you know i mean some of these are i don't know they, they just are um there, there's actually more than one on hair uh you know we got the 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 mama jokes are no good. Hip hop's apparently uh, privileged. Um, oh well, this this isn't a surprise. This one is almost a given. Uh, quote: I can believe that the success of the black family is dependent on returning men to their historical place within the family, rather than in promoting policies that strengthen black women's independence or that provide social benefits to black children. Yes, because that's worked out real well since they destroyed the families. That's, uh, yeah, anyways. Um, there's good news though, right? So for you black men who are privileged now, like me, um, because I'm obviously privileged, I've never worked a day in my life. Uh, I just have people throw money at me because I exist. And uh, I had a really easy childhood and really easy everything, right? Uh, so yeah, there's good news, but as long as you're willing to do better going forward and you keep learning, that's what we're doing here, right? We're learning, we're studying this, we're, we're understanding. This is a learning exercise. That's what this segment is. This segment is a learning segment. Hey, uh, America Out Loud family, guess what? We all learn together about black male privilege and i think we can all learn from it so as long as we do the work and grow from well we don't want to do the work working is also racist um i've, I've heard that too uh but 
as long as we don't do the work, but we learn from this, we can all stop exercising our male privilege uh, or, you know, help apparently black men with their black male privilege. And, uh, you know, we can kind of work through this whole thing together. So I think this is really an important thing. I feel like this is probably one of the most important, insightful, and impactful segments I've ever done on any talk radio show anywhere. Uh, because, and I feel like I was part of the solution. If anybody wants to contact me for a New York Times interview on this or a TED Talk, I'm interested. I think I could really help enlighten people about black male privilege. Uh, yeah. I'm getting there. I might actually sign up. I wonder if they take online classes, but I get a PhD in that. Anyways, uh, co-fix. If you're sick, if you're getting germs, if you're getting cold, you're getting anything, that gunk gets in your sinuses, you got to wash them. Clean them out. Buy it. It works. Co-fix is a nasal cleaner. Cleans your nose. Cleans the germs out. You wash your hands. If they're germy, you wash your nose. If it's germy, use the out loud code at checkout. You get a discount. And you support our network. We need support. This is an awesome network. Malcolm, uh, the guy who, who's in charge here, great guy, good man fighting for our country. We need support, though. This stuff isn't, you know, this is a big project. Putting on these shows, making it sound like I, you know, am not uh, John Fetterman-ish. Yeah, that takes some serious editing skills. So uh, you got to support us. Go to go to the banner ad. Buy some Cofix, use the out loud code at checkout, and support this network. Love the show, doing the show today. This was a lot of fun. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.